Well, friends, lovely to see you, and uh, welcome, I have my welcome this morning, and if you are new or visiting, it's great to have you with us today at St. Paul's. Um, uh, if you are new or visiting today, can I just give a, a health warning? Um, uh, last week I spoke on uh, financial giving, and uh, this week I'm speaking again on financial giving. Just it's just that we don't speak on that every week, and I always feel as though when we are speaking on it, I need to just say we're speaking on it now, and, and uh, just so people know, and next week we won't be speaking on it. Actually, we've got guest speakers next week, so they'll be doing their own whatever they're bringing. J- Jane, who's coming, is so inspiring uh, next Sunday morning. We're really uh, privileged to get her here, and um, she was uh, the person who helped show me around uh, Soroti in Uganda uh, last year, and I'm going out next Sunday night uh, to that area again, taking a bunch of other church leaders that they can see and we hope get on board with what God is doing uh, out there. Um, uh, but I want to uh, look at the passage uh, that uh, Nell read to us this morning. So if you've got a Bible, why don't you turn there, Luke chapter 19, and uh, we can have a look at this uh, together. Um, uh, I wonder if you've ever been in a place where you can't see over the people in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know those really lovely people who are terribly tall. They, I, I, we, we went, we went to, um, we went several times recently where we've, you know, been in that place and it's like, really irritating. So we went to the royal wedding a few years ago, and everybody's going, oh, look, oh, those stands and that. And I'm thinking, I can't see a thing, because everybody around here is far too tall and far too big for me to get to see anything. Um, uh, we went to see um, the uh, bikes, the cycle races, some of the cycle races from the Olympics, and it was great. My sons were going, oh, look at that. And I was thinking, Look at what? <laughs> the guy in front gets his shirt from Marks and Spencer's. That, that, you know, that's all you, It's like you're really stuffed, aren't you? You can't see anything because we're slightly vertically challenged. So Zacchaeus is a friend of mine because he too was vertically challenged. And um, uh, we can, well, I can understand him and you can uh, sympathize with him perhaps. Some of you will understand him very much. He was a short man. Let's just put ourselves in the story. Um, Zacchaeus went to climb a tree because he wanted to see what was happening when Jesus came past. Zacchaeus was a, um, it was a, uh, he lived in Jericho, um, just set the scene. Uh, It was Passover time. People were going up to Jerusalem for the Passover. So hundreds of thousands of people actually would gather in Jerusalem at Passover time. Uh, but to get to Jerusalem, they'd have to go through Samaria. Samaria wasn't the friendliest of places to the Jewish community. So people would bypass Samaria, and they would go through the market town of Jericho. And um, that's where uh, uh, Zacchaeus was. And he was a tax collector, and um, uh, he would sit in a 
toll booth, or he would probably sit in a toll booth, but he was a chief tax collector. So he would have lots of other people sitting in toll booths as well. You know, a bit like on the French motorways. You know, you drive down, and you, you, have, to, and you have to stop, and you have to pay a toll, and you drive on again, and you can't believe there's so many toll booths. You know, that sort of place. So that's what they're like. And people were going up, so they'd be having their cattle with them, they'd have some crops with them, and they would pay taxes on these things to those uh, in the toll booths. And so there would have been literally thousands and thousands of people going, because several hundred thousand, if not more, lots of different commentators say give different numbers. The largest I've seen is about three million were gathering in Jerusalem. Um, uh, so let, you know, it's safe to say a conservative amount would say that there would be tens of thousands probably going through Jericho. And uh, Jesus is equally going up to Jerusalem. And so, uh, rumor has it he's coming through Jericho. And, and like all of us, if something's going on, we want to go and see what's going on. Hey, we wanna, we'd be there like Zacchaeus was there. I want to go and see Jesus. I want to see what's going on and, and see what's happening and, you know, all of that sort of thing. We like to do that. And so, uh, uh, he decides he wants to go and perhaps share in his ministry. And there's others there as well, because everybody's heard about him. Rumor's gone ahead. People are aware of what he's been doing. He's, he's the one that healed blind Bartimaeus. He's the one that raised Lazarus from the dead. That was, that was a, a, a shocker to them all. You know, they knew he was dead, and he raised Lazarus. He was the one that turned water into wine. He was the one who many others have been healed through. And uh, rumor had gone round, he was in town, and lots of people were gathering to see his ministry. And Zacchaeus perhaps went down with the crowds and, and was with the crowds and was thinking, there is no chance of seeing here. So I'm going to go ahead. I can see which road he's coming on. I'm going to go ahead, and he finds a little sycamore fig tree, and he climbs a tree, and he gets a comfortable branch, and probably gets out his packed lunch, and he says, I'm going to sit here and see what happens as Jesus goes by. And of course, the crowds would have been gathering, and there would have been an absolute buzz, because they all wanted to have a part of what Jesus had been doing. And, uh, and, and sure enough, Jesus comes by. And as he's coming by, the crowds, the rumor, the buzz becomes this, this noise. And, and Zacchaeus probably sees fathers holding up sick children or, or mothers holding up sick children, people bringing sick family members. We we have a, in, in this country, I think we have a struggle to picture it because, of course, if we're sick, we just go to the hospital, hey. But there, if you were sick, when we were in India last year, if you were sick, there wasn't, there like wasn't a hospital. And there were sick people all over the place. And so if you were sick, you'd be around, hoping that someone might be able to help, trying to get help from different uh, people. And here are these Groups of people that others would have been bringing to Jesus. And so the, you can imagine the press pushing in, the, the, the pressure pushing in on who Jesus was. And as 
uh, he gets a bit closer, Jesus could perhaps, uh, Zacchaeus could perhaps see him through the leaves and the branches. And um, people were listening hard to hear what Jesus was saying as he addressed individuals over their particular sicknesses or as he paused to stop to talk to the crowds. Because, you know, every time he saw crowds, it says he has compassion on them. This is a, the theme of his life. He has compassion on them. And at that, every time it says that, Jesus starts teaching them about the things of the kingdom of God because he knows that's where ultimate healing is. He knows that's where ultimate help is. He knows that's the life-changing stuff when we understand the kingdom of God in our lives. And Zacchaeus then sees Jesus coming up really close. And uh, he couldn't believe it because Jesus stops right beneath his branch. And at that point, he's probably thinking, my tax collector friends are not going to believe this. I've got the ringside seat. This is perfect. I'm going to see everything that goes on and I don't need to be involved. And all of a sudden, Jesus looks up in the tree. Now, I don't know if Zacchaeus was sitting silently or whether he let out a little yelp of joy or whatever, something gave away his position. But Jesus looks up to him and he says, Zacchaeus, come down because today I'm coming to your home. I want to be your guest. My word, what would have gone through Zacchaeus' mind? All these people. And Jesus says, I want to come to your home. More than that, he knew Zacchaeus' name. So Zacchaeus said, how does he know my name? Why does he want to come to my home? What does he want to do with me? And he's thinking this probably as he's climbing down the tree. And it's, we're told that he climbed down with great excitement. It says this, verse 6. Zacchaeus quickly climbed, climbed down and took Jesus to his home in great excitement and joy. But not everybody was greatly excited and full of joy at that moment. Because verse 7 says this, but the people were displeased. So Jesus has picked out this notorious sinner, this, this thief, and, and, and displeased all these crowds because he's going to go to this person's home. And then there's this shocking great gap in um, the passage. Because in verse 7, we're told Jesus goes to his home. In verse 8, we're told this. Um, Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I'll give half my wealth to the poor Lord, and if I cheated people on the outrageously generous... In collector, that meant that any tax people here today, forgive us. The tax collectors would have been creaming off taxes for themselves, and they'd have been paying Zacchaeus off so he didn't report them. So Zacchaeus is not only creaming it off for himself, he's creaming it off the others who are creaming it off. And so it's no wonder that he is one of the richest men in the area. So he is hated by the people. And we don't know what Jesus said to him. If you were here um, two weeks ago, I spoke then on what I think is probably the most important thing. I spoke on Acts 4, on the difference it makes when we've been with Jesus. 
Some of you may remember that. If you don't remember it, don't tell me and disappoint me. Some of you may remember it. The difference it makes when we're with Jesus. That's the thing. Do you know, you can do all sorts of things in life. You can wear all sorts of badges. You can um, achieve all sorts of different things. But pr- the biggest thing that you can do, the most life-changing thing that you can do, the thing that will affect every part of your life, your family, your relationships, everything else, is if you're with Jesus. That's the difference. That's when everything changes. And it seems here that Zacchaeus changed because he had been with Jesus. And being with Jesus changed his heart. And he was able to come out and say those words to the crowd in verse 8. He was able to say, um, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I've cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. As I read that this week, I was thinking, that's going to be some administrative nightmare, isn't it? Trying to work out who he's cheated, how much he's cheated them by, and exactly how much he owes each and every one of them. But no doubt he would go through that process the rest of his life. And Jesus responds to him, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a son of Abraham, and I, the son of man, have come to seek and to save those who are lost. The crowds had thought that Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house had been a really bad idea. They were displeased. Now he's been to Zacchaeus' house, and Zacchaeus comes out, they probably all think that was the best place to go for dinner. Because Zacchaeus is now going to pay everybody back what they owed him. And they probably also thought, I'm glad he didn't come to my home, or it might have cost me quite a lot of money. But Zacchaeus had his heart changed. How are we going to respond to this today? Well, it's set in the context of some uh, illustrations of where our hearts are and what we do with our finance. We could remind ourselves that in chapter 18, we're have the rich man who approaches Jesus. Do you remember? And he says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you know the commandments, obey the commandments. He says, well, I obey all the commandments. He says, oh, well, if you do that then, why don't you go and give away your money to the poor? And the man goes away sad. And uh, Jesus says, how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. We could talk about that because Zacchaeus had his life changed. He was a rich man and he entered the kingdom of heaven just a few verses later, we're told that. I don't actually want to talk about that today though. The next chapter, perhaps we could focus on the fact that Zacchaeus was one of the biggest thieves in town. He was one of the biggest sinners around. He was someone who habitually and continually did wrong and yet Jesus wanted to eat and be with him. We could talk about the fact that Jesus will be with anybody, including you and me, even if we consider ourselves the worst people in town, even as we look on our own lives and realize our own sinfulness. And actually, Jesus still wants to be with us. That's amazing. And if we are with him, we get changed. But I don't really want to talk about that today. 
I want to look at this and simply remind us that Jesus loved Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, in responding to that love, was transformed. I think that's probably the biggest thing that happened when Jesus went to supper. You know, we don't like, we don't like the sinner within us. We don't like it when we do things wrong. We don't like that part of ourselves. I, I've spoken to people who've said, you know, oh, my, my husband or my wife or my brother or my sister or my neighbor, I mean, they could, they'll never become a Christian. A bit, bit like the crowd, you know. Why are you going, Jesus, why are you going to have supper with Zacchaeus? You know, he can't be changed. The thing is this, Jesus can change anybody. Anybody. Anytime. And, and the amazing thing is, we get to be part of that process. Jesus loved Zacchaeus. And if we would receive his love in the same way Zacchaeus did, like Zacchaeus, we would know transformational change in our lives. We'll be changed from the inside out. We'll be people others looked on with favor and friendship. We'll be people others want to be around because there's something of the presence of God with us. Like Zacchaeus, it's all too easy, actually, to go along in our own world thinking everything's okay. You know, looking after ourselves and, 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 and doing the things that we need to do. Like Zacchaeus, we can easily cover up our sinful nature, the things that we hold on to for ourselves, our selfishness or our greed or our wrong thoughts or our attitudes. But the point is this. Jesus loves us. He loves me and he loves you like he loved Zacchaeus. And if we receive that love, we'll get changed. We've got to know that Jesus loves us. Before we think about anything to do with money or generosity or anything else, it's all about Jesus loving us. It's all about how much he loves us. That's what life is about. It's about our relationship with our Heavenly Father and his love for us. Any generosity towards the kingdom of God or bringing change in other people's lives, any generosity in making this world a better place is best to come out of that place of knowing that God loves us. Never mind who we are and where we've been and what we've done, he absolutely loves us. And if we receive that love, as Zacchaeus did, this is the thing, Zacchaeus was changed. He was changed from being greedy to being generous. He was changed from being selfish to being selfless. He was changed from having a heart towards theft to having a heart towards thankfulness. Actually, if Zacchaeus had come out of his house and he'd said, I'm going to pay back anybody, anything I've stolen from them, everybody would have gone, you're a great guy, Zacchaeus. Your heart's been changed. They'd have gone, that's a result. Jesus Glad you went for supper with Zacchaeus. But the fact that he came out and said, no, I'll not just pay you back, I'll pay you back with interest. Four times. Something had happened 
with his heart. I'm not um, intending to uh, have any more Sundays this year where we're specifically talking about money. I'd much rather talk about our discipleship. I'd much rather talk about our need for a prayer life. I'd much rather talk about our desire as a church to uh, live for justice. I'd much rather talk about the need to share our faith with others and in, in introduce others into the things of the kingdom of God. You know, there's so much that we can talk about. The, the accountability to one another and, uh, and being a family together and the support of one another. There are, there's so much we can talk about. But part of the narrative of our lives, in your home and my home, part of the narrative is finance. And, and the same is true here in our church family. And if we've been with Jesus, what should happen to our hearts is like Zacchaeus, we become changed people. And changed people are generous people. Changed people are people who actually want to look outside of themselves towards others. One, the, the thing about Jesus' ministry that was always so powerful was he included the excluded. He, he reached out to those who others pushed away. He spoke to those who others ignored. I was doing a leader's day down in Worthing this week. We had about 50 leaders for the day. And, and um, just doing a, a teaching thing with them and, and looking at different areas, your four different things. And, and uh, one of the things I was saying is that the DNA of our churches has got to be that we include the excluded, that we embrace all those who come past we welcome everybody of every background and nation and, and that's something of the beautiful creativity of heaven. Something that God gives us. We're to be people who are inclusive in our very DNA. And in so doing, our lives get changed. We need to be people who are generous towards others. And I want to encourage you in the same way, friends, in the way in which Zacchaeus had his heart changed, that we have our hearts changed and that we give generously to what God is doing with us here at St. Paul's. Uh, Chris has just flown back from Mozambique this morning. It's lovely to have you back safely, Chris, and we'll be hearing from him over the next few weeks of what he was doing out there with church leaders across Mozambique. We as a church involved in Mozambique, we're involved in Uganda, we're involved in Kenya, we're involved in lots of different places around the world. And it's exciting to see what goes out from here right across this nation and across the world. And really importantly, what goes out in our local community. What happens in Ealing and Hamwell and Greenford and Acton and Southall and around about in this area. And the most amazing thing that God does when he takes... A group of people who are willing to say, use us to extend your kingdom out. I guess in our reading we'll never know what happened between verse 7 and verse 8. We'll never know what Jesus said to Zacchaeus and what they did in that home. We'll never know the conversation over supper. And I guess we don't need to know. But we do need to know is that Zacchaeus came out with Jesus living within him having given his life over to the kingdom of God, and the result of that was generosity. And I want to make a final appeal to you.
I want to appeal for two things. The first is this. Have you, like Zacchaeus, welcomed the King of Kings fully into your lives? That's the biggest appeal today. It's the most important appeal. It's the one that stands out above everything else. Nothing else matters really beyond that. Have we welcomed the King of Kings into our lives? And secondly, for us as a church family today, would you, if you have, would you, like Zacchaeus, respond with generosity as we as a church together seek to make a difference in this community and across the world? I've been so encouraged this week as people have uh, come in with envelopes and, and uh, changed giving and, and uh, given gifts. I said at the 8 o'clock this morning, I said, we're doing this today. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're reviewing our giving, which is really important. And uh, yeah, so we review what we give and we uh, up it, we hope. And, but we're also taking these special one-off gifts for a sound system and for a lift. And I said at the 8 o'clock, I said, I, I guess probably... I realized at the 8 o'clock, we do it in the chapel. I said, well, you don't use the sound system. And um, you'll probably never use the lift either. But each one of them gave me a gift towards it. Because they believe in the future, you see. And I think that's what I'm saying. So let's review our giving. And uh, Vicky Reed, our treasurer, is going to be at the back after the service. She'd love to talk to you about that. She can give you all the information she wants. And all our finances are available. And you can... Look through each and every line if you want to and see how much someone claims on expenses and what they spend on this, that, and the other. It's all very public. It's all very transparent. But uh, I, want to, I want to encourage you to give to that, but I want to encourage you also today, if at all possible, to give a gift for this extra amount that we're seeking to raise. And as we seek to raise that, that we can get on with what God is calling us to do. And in a sense... As my friend Ray Elliott knows all too much, we're trying to bring into land some stuff here because we hope that within the next few weeks we'll be looking at our next church plant and if it comes off, there's quite a lot of stuff that needs doing there and we need to focus a little bit on that as a church. So we want to bring these things into land and fit the lift as soon as we can. So can I encourage you today at the end of the service uh, when we take our collection um, there'll be metal buckets going round for a silent collection. And if you could just make sure that we, we put paper stuff in there, uh, stuff that you can write on if you need to write, or you can give by card or whatever, speak to Vicky, she can do all of that. Or that you've adjusted your giving on the bank account so that it adjusts for us. And, and that we as a church seek to continue to extend what God has called us to do in our local area and beyond. Is that okay?